0: reminder, uh, which you can find in the Bible in Romans chapter 8. And that reminder is that even now, the Spirit of our God is here, is here today and in this space um, to help us when we are weak, um, when we don't know what to pray or how to pray. The Spirit is here to help us in our weakness. And then it says that even when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit is interceding with God as well on our behalf. The Holy Spirit intercedes with us. Um, and it goes on in verse 34 as well of that chapter to say, and I love this, it says that Christ Jesus himself, who died and who was raised back to life, is also at the right hand of God and is interceding on our behalf as well. Wow. So, prayer Intercession. The word intercede means to be in in between, to intercede in between. And we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit who intercede in between us and God. And and as we receive uh, what what the book of Galatians describes as sonship or adoption into the family of God, we are also called to intercede um, between God and each other in the world as well. Does that make sense? I hope it makes more sense as we go on. So as we turn our attention now to prayer, I want to suggest that true prayer um, and that to truly pray is, is not something that any of us can do, therefore, on our own, um, and as those verses might um, suggest. But instead, when we pray and when we intercede Um, For someone or for something else, what we're actually doing is we are coming into God's presence. We're coming into God's presence in, in, in the life of the one God who has made all that exists and who holds together everything that is. We are coming into God's house. We're coming into God's presence and we're interceding on behalf of that person or that thing. For which we pray. And did you know that when we pray, that that we're also joining into God's work. We're we're partnering with God. We're joining and we're joining into whatever God wants to do, to, to whatever God is doing, already in whatever person or communities or places that the Holy Spirit is leading us to pray about entering into God's presence, and we're entering into God's work. I just think that's amazing. I just think that is so, so cool. So, does that make you wonder for a moment about God, what God's dreams and prayers might be for the people and the communities that are around where we live and work and play? Today, does that does that make you wonder? It certainly makes me wonder. God, what are you doing, and how can I join in this work myself? In a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to open up God's word some more, and, and I'm going to ask. Then I'm going to ask a couple of our friends to come and join me um, up on stage who have asked if they would share just a little bit of what prayer looks like for them, and then as, and, and then at the end. What I want to do is I just want to leave us with a challenge, um, which will be to think about how we might each feel inspired to grow in the ways that we might partner with God in prayer. okay we I'm going to open up God's word. We've got some friends going to come and share and then there'll be a challenge. So here are the readings. And if you want to, and I suggest it's a good idea that you do, you could open up a Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 2. And if you're um, clever, you could also stick a finger into Ephesians chapter 6. So Ephesian, uh, sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to read um, to you from verses 1 to 4. Where it says this. And then we're going to flick through to Ephesians chapter 6. So. I urge you. I urge you, says, says Paul, the author of this letter, I urge you then first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and all those in authority. That we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good. And it pleases God, our saviour, who wants all people to be Saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, I read from verse 18, where Paul also writes, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, Marty and Beryl, would you like to join me here up on stage? And, and I wonder as they come up, is there anything that stood out for, for you? I wonder, Beryl and Marty, if you're here somewhere, um, maybe you've um, had second thoughts. Let's see.
1: Been a bit neglectful about praying
0: for kings and those in authority. Oh, we need day. to get a microphone. <laughs> okay, so that's what stood out for you. I need to pray for kings in authority. Perhaps the prime minister, new Prime Minister in government. And not every day. Not every day. Yeah, from time to time. Here he comes, Marty. Did, did you have to scramble and get something you forgot? Perhaps. Let's, um, let's chuck the orange and blue microphones on here. What's your favourite colour? Blue. Marty, you get pink. No, it's orange. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that was a, a comment from you. For me, what, what I love about, about these words, um, just, just to start off, and what I find particularly challenging is that they remind me um, that just like the first church who heard these words, which was Ephesus, both these letters were written to the church in Ephesus in Greece, um, what these words remind me is that we live in an environment that is like so much more than what we can see. you know we live in a spiritual world where there's so much that exists and that goes on that we can 't see and yet um, and, and so that, that environment includes I should say, powers that are good and that are of God they're for God um, and, it, and it includes an environment it is an environment that, that includes things that are not of God, you know, the devil and powers. Um, if you look further in that Ephesians chapter 6 passage, it describes this, this realm where, where there's this power that's constantly at work to oppose all the good that God is doing in our world as well. Um, but, and I'll ask you your questions in a second, in the midst of that environment, we as Christians are called to to live and to pray and and to seed, um, to partner with God as ordinary human beings. And I just think that is such an amazing thing. Um, That is the calling that we have been given. Um, And so, here we go. Thanks, Marty and Beryl, for, for being willing to share about what prayer looks like and means for you. The first question that I want to put to you is what or maybe who has helped you to learn and to grow in prayer? And that could be, that could be a person, that could be a thing like an app or a book or um, something that you do in the, way, in the way that you might order your life or something like that. Is there something that, that comes to mind for you that really helped you in prayer?
1: Well, I always start the day. Early.
0: I'm just going to go like this. Again.
1: start go. the day early with prayer to make it intentional, mm-hmm. and I use the app on my phone, Lectio 365, yeah. because that gives you time to stop and pray, contemplate the word that you have just read. You know, opportunities yes. for prayer.
0: Does anyone else familiar with Lectio 365? Well, yeah, mm. I find it a really helpful app mm. as well. Yeah,
1: mm. but I do use. Um, other apps to pray for particular groups of people for um, voice of the martyrs I have an mm. app there that I pray for regularly, and the other way I pray for all the different missionary organizations and people who you know particularly with persecuted Christians is um, to use maps a lot to know exactly where i'm praying for mm. so I sometimes later look it up on Google Earth get a really Close look at. We were supporting a family in Myanmar so and they cool. asked us to pray for a particular area, sort of prayer walk around the streets, and I was able to do that.
0: Wow, <laughs> so, yeah. so you were in Myanmar or using your map?
1: Using a map. I'm using a map, map
0: yeah. To, and that yeah. just must bring it to life so much more than an abstract, it's just a yeah. word, yeah. 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 yeah, that's awesome. So that was, that was what a great fun. idea, mm. what a great tool. Mm. Marty, do you want to come in a little cloak, a bit more cozy here? And,
2: and yeah, um, I've got a couple of answers to that question um, One of the major things that has helped me Learn and grow in prayer um, Is the baptism of the Holy Spirit mm. And specifically the gift of tongues mm. Sometimes you run out of words And knowing that I can just turn that over to the Holy Spirit And he will pray through me mm. um, I find really helpful Um, So uh, one of the other things that happened to me Six or seven years ago I'd always struggled to maintain A consistent regular prayer life Um, I'd started up Life and busyness and children And all the rest of it get Mm -hmm. in the road And really hard to maintain it And sometimes I'd pray in the morning And that was my aim Often as not didn't happen About six or seven years ago the Lord woke me up half past four in the morning. Here we go. Um, how did I know it was the Lord? Because after trying to go back to sleep for a while and then deciding that a visit to a small room down the other end of the house <laughs> might help, I mumbled to myself, because I'm not a morning person. OK, I one of those people who struggles to get out of bed in the morning just the way I am, I guess there's a few other people like that and um, as I wandered off towards this small room I mumbled to myself what on earth am I doing awake at this hour of the morning Mm. and this voice in my head said because I woke you up because I want to spend time with you Um, I argued for (laughs) 20 minutes or so
0: Can we reschedule (laughs) a different time later (laughs) in the day? Something like that.
2: (laughs) Uh, And then grabbed my dressing gown because it was winter and I went downstairs and prayed. I haven't needed an alarm clock since then. The Lord wakes me up every morning, not at half past four, thankfully, and he does usually let me sleep in on a Saturday morning, which is really nice. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't believe it's the Lord. Um, but that has been a tremendous help to me. He gets me up in the morning and it's, and I'm puzzled about it because it's not that I get any specific great revelation during that time. But as I'm puzzled I've come to the conclusion that it's, it's just that the Lord delights in our company. He really wants to spend time with us. He really wants to be involved and know what we're up to, what we're feeling, and who are on our hearts. And he wants to put people that are on his heart mm. on our hearts. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what for me I see in that is everything that you've said, but also this idea that um, he's wanting to elevate you to, to the purpose, to the person and the purpose that you're made to be. We, we're made to be people who who... I'd like to work with God. God. I've, I've seen huge changes us in, in me prayers. since that yeah. started happening. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, this is probably probably just more of a, a might be more of a quick fire type question. But why is prayer important? Now, why is this kind of prayer important? And and if you want to pass on any of these questions, so I've said to them already. There's a bunch of questions. Just feel free to pass. But if you had something, what stands out for you?
2: Probably Mom. answered that with my last one.
0: Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, that's awesome. God wants companionship with us. He wants us to talk to him. Yeah. and talk. Yeah. He talks back. If Brilliant. We, if we stop talking long enough to listen.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think wants to affect things through our yeah. prayers and through that mm-hmm. partnership as yeah. well. Cool. Okay, so what have you learned? Maybe you're going to say same same again. What have you learned? In what ways have you grown in maturity as a disciple of Jesus through through prayer?
2: Come prepared for that one I think I probably also answered that in the last question Yeah I thought you might God just He he wants to spend time with us He he loves us as individuals Each one of us And he he knows what's going on But he also wants to prepare He's got gifts for us Yeah One of the early things I started praying for uh, Was wisdom And um, Mm. He's given it to me Mm. Not as much as I'd like yet (laughs) Probably not as much as some other people would like yet
0: But Yeah uh, yes, I've Gives noticed the, the change. Wants to impart gifts to us. Mm, yeah, absolutely, to He does. Mm. Yep. Awesome. Did you have anything no, else you want to do? I'm
1: not good at praying and asking for things myself. Mm. <laughs> this is something I still have to wrestle with. Mm. When I pray, I pray for, for others. But to be a better disciple, I think that was more spending time with other people. The, the groups are particularly good for that. So mm. when we, I first became a Christian, As I think I shared already with you, I went to the early morning prayer meeting led by the pastor to learn how to pray. I was also given an older lady to disciple me, and I learned from her, you can talk to God about anything, at any time. There's nothing too small to talk to him about. Mm. And um, Also, I was given a younger woman who'd just become a disciple. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a Christian, Christian, to disciple in turn. Mm. So I was only, it well, wow. was just one step ahead. I think it was a very good, good plan and to you pass me this on morning. what you have learned. Sorry.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes, you told me this morning that you became a Christian when you were 40. That's right. Yeah, so we can't assume that as that fellow adults know all this yeah. either, can we? Mm. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm. So what have we got next? What about prayer do you find hard? It's not always easy, is it? You're so efficient, mate. You must be an administrator. You've answered all the questions in one go at the start. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I sort of did. Um,
2: Knowing what to pray. Um, Particularly if you've got incomplete information about a situation or if you're not getting regular updates about things that are needed. Even sometimes having a situation in front Some situations are really complicated And how do mm. you pray mm. um, ha- How do you pray for a marriage breakup mm. Or pe- a couple that's just having a really hard time um, And that's where I find the gift of tongues so helpful Because mm. I, can, I can hand that burden over to the Holy Spirit And let just let the Lord basically pray through me Right in the middle of his will mm. um, And know that that's happening
0: mm. Awesome. Anything else to add?
1: For me, it was learning to pray alone. I'd always had my my husband with him to help me pray. We always prayed together, but for those who don't know, Brian has been sadly diagnosed with dementia. His memory is now very (laughs) short-term. No, no, it's not even short-term. Sorry, it's a short-term memory. It's affected the long-term ones. It's still there, but it's hard to pray alone. And the other thing is... um, not getting an answer or getting the answer that you didn't really want, what you were praying for, when it's no or wait. Yeah. Particularly when you've been praying for a serious situation and it hasn't worked how you want, how you thought you wanted it, but God's plan, it was right.
2: Mm.
0: Thank you, you two, for being willing to share. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these two and for their willingness to share with us today on a very personal topic. I pray that through their obedience, Lord, that you would bless them with an even deeper experience of prayer, of relationship and connection with you, Lord. That you would speak to them, and particularly for Beryl, with what she just shared. Let her know, Lord, that she is not alone, but that you are with her by your Spirit, and that Jesus himself is interceding with her and on her behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to take those off here. Thank you so much. So I would like to know, who here remembers their first experience of TV? Who remembers their first experience of TV yeah and, and, and what what was that like? Some of you maybe was it like this? Does that ring any bells? Does that look similar to your first experience of TV? Put up your hand if that that reminds that that 's like your first experience of tv i 'm not putting up my hand i 'm just giving an example. Julia, you had a bit more flash of TV than that surely no that 's like your first TV. Who whose first TV was more a little bit more like this? Yeah, Emily, good on you. Be brave. That's the one. Yeah, oh, Jenny, Is that like your first TV, Jenny? <laughs> For me, my first TV, I think it was a bit, a little bit more like this. This is this is what I remember. It's colour. It's colour, but um, but I also remember um. Probably my kids age Always getting up before 6 o'clock in the morning And sitting there in front of the TV Watching this Waiting for this clock to strike 6 o'clock When boom on would come the National Anthem um, And then finally The cartoons Does anyone remember that? It would always be the National Anthem Only one channel, Calvin, I see the hand Awesome Um, And so You know But for some of you, of course your experience was more more like this one here on the left, and so I'm thinking a bit more grainy, you know a bit more opaque, a bit more uh, obviously black and white and 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 things like that. but these days, the best TVs are supposed to make us feel like so, like, it's we're totally immersed in the scene. It's so much more vivid, isn't it? It's it's full color, and it's like we are fully immersed around sound, 5D. You know, we're we're right in the midst of what is going on um, on this screen. And that we've kind of gotten used to, I think, is is the norm. Now, why do I share this? I share this because I reckon that in some ways, prayer is a lot like this as well. I think that prayer is just like this as well, in our relationship with God. Because when we first start learning to pray, um, I think it can, feel, it can feel like this. It can feel grainy and opaque and, and sort of hard to know what to say and, and, and what, we're, what we're doing. But as we go on as we, and as we press into prayer, God actually wants to take us on a journey to where we gradually grow and, and expand um, all that we experience and see, so that it all gradually grows and, and expands what we see, to where we finally start being able to see and to feel what, what actually what God sees and feels about this person over there, about that marriage breakup or about that person or place down the street. We, we start, it starts to become more vivid and we can see and feel what God himself actually sees and feels. So, here we go. And because true prayer is, is always led by the Holy Spirit, as you said yourself, Marty, just before, this can take us on an incredible adventure and journey. And to, and to see things and, and to feel and experience things that we might never have imagined or seen before on our own. So I want to ask you, as a, as a last thing, I guess, before we close, what is prayer? And what are we trying to do when we pray? What are you trying to do when you pray? And even more importantly, I want to ask where does God want to take us to, to take you to, to lead us to as we pray? So what I want to just briefly say is that when we pray in a way that invites the Holy Spirit to speak and to lead, it takes us to a place where we become more and more aware of God's, God's own concerns and, and of God's own prayers for ourselves, for our families, uh, for our neighbors, and for our world. Prayer in the way that God intends puts God's own cares and concerns on our heart. So one of the biggest myths about prayer that we need to bust, debunk, is that prayer is not, I think, primarily a tool for us to manipulate God into doing what we want, you know. But instead when we pray, and I mean this especially in the ways that have been pictured in those those verses that we read before. When we pray like that, it's all about us entering into and becoming more and more a part of what God is doing. And what God himself wants in the lives of the people and places about whom we pray. The people and the places that God Himself is wanting to put upon our hearts. Now, who gives the best teaching and example of prayer? Come on, Brent. Who's the best example that we have of prayer? Jesus. It's got to be Jesus. It's always the answer in the church. And, and Jesus is God Himself come in flesh. But even then, Jesus was was just in a way a living, not just, but Jesus was a living example of what the whole Bible is trying to say and trying to teach us about prayer. So as as I look across God's word, I see so many examples of the fact that through prayer, God is raising up a people, a priesthood. That's the name of this series, of royal priesthood. God is raising up a people who will actually join and partner in what God is already doing and wants to do. Within the, within the places and among the people uh, that God is putting on our hearts. I'm raising up a people for myself, God says. So, who, so, so I read these words. As I read these words, do you remember, it says, first of all, that that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. And it says that God, our Savior, wants all people to be saved. That is what is on God's heart. And then, as I think about the spiritual context and world—that's the background for me—I immediately go in my mind to words like Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse seven, where it says, "Even in exile, my people, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which you have been brought, and pray for it, because um, because if it prospers, then you too will prosper." As well, you will be, you will prosper and be blessed by God as well. Now, if we apply those words about prayer to us today, the truth is that, apart from the fact that we know we all need salvation, we everybody needs to be saved. The truth is that we don't always know how else to pray. Hey, so if we think about the people down the street, if we think about your neighbours across. The road we don't really know. Unless we know them well, we don't know what is going on. Um, is there a, is there loneliness? Is there sadness? Is there addiction? Is there abuse? Is there mental issues with mental health? We don't know. So a huge part of what prayer is about is about us learning to listen and to pay attention to to God, to what God is wanting to do and change in these people's lives. God is wanting to partner with us as we pray. It is important for us to bring all of our thoughts and cares and concerns to God in prayer. But I think the most powerful prayer life is one is the one that has learned to come first to God and, and to ask. Lord, how can I join you? How can I partner with you today in prayer? Help me to see what you're seeing, Lord. To feel what you're feeling when you look at the person who's sitting next to me today, or who's across the road. And then gradually, help me to become your hands and feet. How many of us truly pray like that? Jesus Jesus teaches us to pray like that When he says Let not my kingdom come Not my will be done Lord But your kingdom come That's how Jesus has taught us to pray So with all of this in mind I'm just trying to fast forward to the challenge And the challenge that that I want to leave us with today Is a challenge that I really feel myself And that challenge is to learn to pray like this And to be more committed to pray like this So the challenge. Lord help me to see what you see and to feel what you feel. When you look at the houses, the people, the schools, the businesses that are that are around where I live, work and play. Can we learn can we can we commit to pray like that? And then next pray. That we would see and feel what our neighbours might see and feel as well. That God would give us empathy to know what is going on in their lives and to pray um, in accordance with that as well. Is there are there signs of hardship, loneliness, or pain? You know, the Holy Spirit wants to put special burdens on our hearts for these people so that we can pray maybe, maybe you 'll see things that you can give praise to God for as well next don 't forget to pray from the Word of God. We have the Word of God so that we can proclaim god 's power. we can proclaim blessings and power um, into people 's lives. We can proclaim the promises that God has made and the last thing I want to say that we say that we, we should pray with our eyes, our hearts. Wide open um, to whatever it is that God might want to do. Praying for that the gospel will shine and will spread, will, will, will take root and grow in the places that we have been given to pray for as well. Now there's heaps, sees more, so much more that we could say about prayer. Three quick things that have helped me and that I want to encourage you to think about as well, if you don't do it already, prayer journal. Keep a, keep a prayer journal, write notes, write prayers. It helps. It certainly helped me to be more disciplined in the way that I pray. Um, small groups or a partner, a, a friend. Beryl, you mentioned the value of that for you, of having someone to, to come alongside and to pray with. Um, if you don't have one or, or both, I encourage you to do something about that as well. And then lastly... This is just a little prayer map that I drew in my office as an example, just on Friday afternoon. Uh, A a little prayer map with it's yeah me I'm in I'm in the middle there true and my family and our families and I'm thinking elders ministry leaders staff small groups and and it just continues to go out from there actually concretely map out what is your prayer life and how you've been led to pray. We've we've opened up God's word. We've had some awesome um, stories and encouragement from Marty and Beryl. And there's a challenge that I want to leave us with here today as well. And with that, I just want to conclude um, in prayer. Funnily enough, I would love to conclude in prayer. And I want to pray um, a blessing on us and, and just an encouragement for all of us um, to remember um, who we are as, as followers of Jesus and who we're called to be. Absolutely. And at the end of our prayer time, we can we can say in Lord Jesus, I leave this with you. I need to go about my day. Um, And Jesus, thank you that you continue to pray um, on my behalf as well. One Corinthians chapter two, verse 11 says, for who knows a person, person's thoughts except themselves. But in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have come into the world, that God, you have sent Jesus into the world um, so that through him we might receive adoption to sonship as well. That we might be your daughters and your sons so that we might cry out, Abba, Father, and, and know you well. Lord, know your spirit and know your heart thank you that we can come to you, Lord Jesus, Lord God, through Jesus, in confidence and with joy and in peace and literally join in the work that you are doing in this place. And I pray that for, for, for each person here, Lord, that we would know the confidence and the joy of being able to come into your, your house, come into your very presence, Lord. And to speak with you, to spend time with you, as Marty said as well, Lord, that you just want to spend time with us, God. And we want to spend some time with you now, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your spirit. Encourage us, Lord, in this way. That we might be with you and be you, Lord, in all that we do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. let's stand and sing as we come to the end of our service
2: but just thinking about Jesus wants to know us and when everything is stripped away Jesus is there let's sing When the Music Fades When the
0: Music Fades All is stripped away And I
1: Just to bring something that's a that will bless your heart. Let's bring it before Jesus. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have